Hi, my name is Abigail, and five years ago, when I was just 13, I killed my father. I remember it clearly. In fact, I find it impossible to unremember. And no, I don't feel guilty or anything. My father was a terrible man who did terrible, terrible things. I know what you're all thinking, but you're wrong. He wasn't a sex monster. He was just an ordinary, everyday monster. I've not killed anyone since then and have no plans to kill again. I'm a completely reformed murderer. I also escaped any form of punishment. Dear old dad's demise was ruled as death by misadventure. The only other person who knows the truth is Anne, my sister. She's a bit younger than me and she was fostered out to a very nice family. There's a nice father, a nice mother, and they all live in a nice house, and that's the way it should be. They invite me over every Christmas, but I always make some excuse. She certainly doesn't need a murderous sister hanging about the place. Anyway, after all these years, I finally decided to confess, but there's no way I'll be talking to the police. After all, murder is a pretty serious business. No. I just want to speak my crime and unburden myself. And so, this is my solution. You good people listening out there are my confessors. I wonder what you're doing right now. Sitting in your car, stuck in traffic? Riding the train with your earphones in? Relaxing at home with a glass of wine? Whatever you're doing, I hope you'll listen to my tale and be kind. Maybe you'll even forgive me. I guess we'll find out. So back in the deep dark past of half a decade ago, I was 13 and living with my father and nine-year-old sister in a decrepit house on the outskirts of town. Mama died years ago. I'm still not exactly sure what happened. Behind our house was an old dog shed built of corrugated iron. Dad made a living breeding dogs and training them for viciousness. He kept about a dozen mongrels, and his customers were men. Always men who needed beasts to guard their property. I hated going into the shed and avoided it whenever possible. Each dog had its own cage and the whole place stank of, of fear and piss and desperation. Dad fed the dogs raw meat he bought cheap at a local abattoir. The meat smelled rotten but the dogs gulped it down. If you're hungry enough you'll eat anything I suppose. Every now and then, a buyer would come and return a dog that was just too vicious. These dogs represented nothing but failure to Dad. And in our house, failure was always punished. One day, a big tattooed guy came and returned a Doberman that had slipped its chain and mauled a worker at his warehouse. After a lot of yelling and swearing, I saw Dad hand over a thick wad of cash to the man. Dad shoved the dog in a cage and he locked it tight. 
Every time he fed the other dogs, he would leave a chunk of meat outside the Doberman's cage. The poor animal would snap and, and howl and bark as it tried to get at the food. It was so cruel. Dad was going to starve the Doberman to death. And it wasn't the first time he'd done this. Bastard. One evening, Anne had cooked dinner. Dad stomped his way into the kitchen and sat silently at the table, waiting for his food to be served. Anne placed a plate in front of him. On it was two overcooked sausages, a mound of instant mash and two rings of canned pineapple. Dad just stared at it. What's this supposed to be? It's your dinner, Daddy. No, it's not. It couldn't be. The dogs eat better than this. Dad threw the plate of food across the room and he grabbed Dan by the forearm. I tried to pry his fingers loose, but he just smacked me down with his other hand. Anne and I knew what was happening. This was a popular punishment whenever we did anything wrong. Dad was going to lock Anne in one of the empty dog cages overnight. Anne was hysterical with fear. She hated the shed even more than me. I couldn't help her. If I got any closer, I'd be locked in the cage beside Anne. It had happened too many times before. I ran into the bush that surrounded our house. As the plants closed in around me, all I could hear was my sister's cries, the dogs barking and my father's laughter. I can see that night like it happened yesterday. I sat among the weeds and the rubbish that surrounded our house and I watched the moon rise. Funny thing was, I felt powerful and golden and good. I'd decided to rescue Anne and to hell with the consequences. When enough time had passed for Dad to get fully drunk, I snuck back inside the house. Dad was crashed out on the sofa with an empty bottle of rum in his lap. Fishing the keys out of his pocket was a nightmare. Once I had them, I ran to the shed and I used the master key to open the padlock on Anne's cage. I told her to go wait in my bed and I'd be there soon. Anne didn't know it, but I had a surprise for her, a gift. When I joined her in my room about 15 minutes later, I tried to hide a shoebox under my bed without her seeing it. I was not successful. What's that? She wanted to know. Nothing. Go to sleep. Daddy's going to be so angry, she said. Yeah, well, we'll worry about that tomorrow. As usual, Dad woke early and went to go give the dogs some water. From my window, Anne and I watched as he opened the door to the shed and then locked it behind him. We're in so much trouble, she said. Don't worry, I told her. Do you know what day it is? It's your birthday. You're ten years old. And I have a present for you. I 
pulled the shoebox out from under my bed and I put it on her lap. I told her to hurry up and open it, but she hesitated. She wanted to make it last. Eventually, she took the lid off the shoebox and she peered inside. My ten-year-old sister could not stop smiling. I think this may have been the first time I saw her truly happy. Outside, barking and growling was coming from the shed. We heard Dad yell something and then swear really loudly. It was quiet for a moment and then he screamed. It was weird, his voice was really high-pitched. Anne carried her birthday gift to the kitchen. I followed her and we started getting breakfast ready. I pulled up a chair as Anne placed her shoebox full of padlocks on the kitchen table. Previous night, I had used the master key to remove every padlock from every cage of every dog in the shed, including the starving Doberman. When the dogs woke, their cages would be wide open. We continued preparing breakfast. Anne got the milk, I got the cereal. Out in the shed, the dogs had stopped barking. Dad's big, scary voice had been reduced to nothing more than a small, wet gurgle. And then all was silent. The dogs were finally filling their bellies with warm, fresh meat. Hi.